right, everybody, and welcome back to Popcorn Prattle. I am, of course, one of your hosts, Mr. Marcus Sally, executive producer of Shenanigans Incorporated and one of the co-creators of Popcorn Prattle. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We are but a humble podcast that enjoys talking about movies, not in a pretentious way, but as if you are talking to your best good buddies after seeing a good film. And of course, I am joined, as always, by my best good buddies. Uh, first up... You know him, you love him, he's the man, the myth, the legend, welcome back, it's Mr. Stephen Bailey. Stephen, say hi to the folks at home. Hi folks at home. Excellent, excellent, and of course you know her, you love her, she's the ever so lovely, the ever so talented, she's the stardust queen herself, Miss Lindley Keaton. Lindley, say hi to the folks at home. Hi folks at home. Guys, I have missed you all so much. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. I always enjoy uh, recording the show with you. And this particular show, I've been very excited about because, guys, San Diego Comic-Con was this week. And all the yeah. news in the world has been yeah. revealed. Woo-hoo. Audience, we saw some trailers. We we heard some news. We laughed. We cried. We said, ugh. Um... We have a whole slew of things that we have got to talk about tonight. Uh, but before we get started, as per usual, we do have some housekeeping things that will help you enjoy Popcorn Prattle even more so. Uh, folks, If while you're listening to the show, if you find that, hey, I really like what those Popcorn Prattle peeps are putting down, uh, you know what you could do? You could help us out by hitting that subscribe button hitting the like button, sharing our podcast, and, of course, leaving a review on iTunes. All of those things help us out, and it helps everyone know that Popcorn Prattle is indeed the film talk podcast that everybody on the internet should listen to. (laughs) And, of course, if you would like to get our take on uh, different movies and TV shows and, and trailers... Besides listening to our trailer roundups, uh, you can also listen to Miss Lindley Key over here, uh, who is our Stardust ambassador. Lindley, tell the folks at home what exactly is Stardust, how how can they uh, download it, and uh, how can they find you? Well, Stardust is an awesome app for sharing reactions to maybe a movie you just watched or a show you just finished. I am still waiting to do my review on Handmaid's Tale because, oh lord, I need to talk about it. Um, So you go, you download it on iPhone, on Android, on whatever device you have. You make an account, and while you're making an account, you can follow me at Little Lottie. And yeah, post all your reactions, share it with friends, follow other creators, and it's a fun time. Fun time. Indeed. Guys, don't forget to follow uh, Lindley. She's she's great at it. I think, Stephen, I, you downloaded it, didn't you? Uh, no, I have not. Oh, I, I, I downloaded it, and I have yet to <laughs> leave a, uh, a new review since... Um, I think Infinity War. So <laughs> Lindley, keep holding it down. Uh, she does a great job, folks. I do. I do actually watch Lindley's. I just don't have time to post my own. Um, but you know what? It's okay. We're still laughing. We're still having a very, very good time. Uh, Steven, you were gone last episode. Yes, I was. Where'd you go? 
I went to Portland, Oregon, Ooh. and the ensuing areas around there. So you went, uh, you went to the most exotic place in the world. Uh, well, yeah, one of them, one of them. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it's right up there with, like, Paris and Hawaii. Yeah, um. yeah, yeah, I guess Mount St. Helens uh, would count, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also went to Seattle and uh, uh, Astoria. Did you see any vampires? Uh, no, we did not see any vampires. Uh Gotta got find them in this in the when the sun comes out they sparkle. We did see a few goths. No. Ooh, ooh, that was fun. <laughs> it's, it's always fun to see goths, and and glad just be glad they didn't get left in the early two thousands. Nice to see they're still thriving. But anyway, yes. sorry, Historia. <laughs> yes, Astoria, which you know many of you might uh, not know, or maybe you do, uh, was uh, the primary filming location for. The Goonies. Uh, now, full full disclosure, I did not grow up having seen The Goonies. I think I, I saw I was the it, same. I watched it later in life. Yeah, like, I, I think it may have been on TV or something when I was, like, I don't know, three or four. But, like, I wouldn't have been able to tell you, oh, yeah, that's The Goonies. I just, I didn't, I didn't know what it was. I didn't grow up with it. So, we went to... Um, what drove us out to Astoria was uh, a few things. One was, of course, Haystack Rock, which is a giant rock sitting uh, on a beach, uh, and it looks gorgeous. Um, I should probably say mountain, not rock, but it is that's what it's called. Um, and uh, we well, we went out there to go see this. Uh, it was a a film museum in Oregon, um, and so that's what drove us out there. Little did we know it was actually the jailhouse. Uh, from the Goonies at the beginning, uh, where they make a, a getaway at the beginning of the movie, that had been converted into a, a museum, and they had all these like Goonies things in there. There were some other things too, but it seemed like the Goonies was the big draw. So we were like going up these really steep neighborhood hill, hills in Astoria, and we were just like, well, they we should have just called that the Goonies Museum. And so we decided to watch the movie that later that night, uh, because none of us had ever seen it. And we were kind of like, hey, we were literally just there, like literally the opening scene of the movie, uh, you know, where they have the car chase, uh, where they're chasing the bandits getting away is like, oh, my God, we just went down that exact same street. Hey, there's that building we were just at. And then literally it cuts to them like like driving away on the beach near Haystack Rock. And I was like, wait a minute, that's like. It's like 10, 15 minutes away. How did they just jump from downtown to there? <laughs> it was kind of magic. Yeah. Movie, it, well, anything can happen in the cutaway. So <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess so. But it, it was, it was really neat to kind of see that and then see this classic movie that everybody loves and be like, Hey, I have a very unique perspective on this now. So yeah, that was cool. Very nice. Well, I'm glad you had a good time, buddy. I did. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, folks, let us uh, go ahead. Let's get started with our night. We, like I said, we have a slew of topics. There's so many trailers that came out. Uh, we're of course going to talk a lot about Godzilla, King of Monsters, Crimes of Grindelwald. Just had a second trailer drop. Uh, the glass trailer has finally come out, and I'm so excited to talk about it. Oh, I know, yes. I know, some of you are probably like. Are they ever going to stop talking about Glass? No, Glass is going to become the new Black Panther. We're going to no, bring it up every show. No, you don't understand. Like, okay, Dave, this is for you. When it comes hey, to Dave. me getting excited about movies, I have loved Unbreakable since I was a wee lad of 
how, how old was I? 15 when I first saw that movie. And this is a dream come true. 18 years in the making. Oh, wow. I didn't realize I didn't you felt so he was passionate, passionate about him. it. <laughs> 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 we were both kind of like, wow, really? Oh, Glass, that that's the that's the movie that did it, huh? Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, and, of course, we are going to have our fan favorite, Go Home DC, You're Drunk. Guys, listen, I was playing poker uh, last night with a couple of my best good buddies, um, and we were talking Not about- us best good buddies? Uh, did I play poker with you? So no, it wasn't you guys. It was my other best good buddies, of course. And don't feel betrayed. Um, <laughs> I, I felt betrayed because I, I lost a lot of money. Um, but anyways, well, right. um, we were talking about the Go Home DC You're Drunk uh, segment. And they were so excited because one of the trailers we are definitely going to have to talk about tonight is uh, Titans. <laughs> And I, I, I've been biting my tongue poorly because I've still, I've, I've been ranting and raving about this trailer and I cannot wait to talk about it. We're going to talk about Titans and of course Shazam and Aquaman, uh, they had two trailers that dropped this, uh, dropped today, um, as of this recording. And of course we're going to talk about those and I think our thoughts might actually surprise you. Unless, of course, you're Steven, in which case the only superhero movie you're interested in is Glass. Um, yeah. So, guys, let's, uh, without further ado and gilding of the lily, Steven, Lindley, are you ready? Ready. Ready. Excellent. Guys, let's prattle. So, uh, let's start off with, uh, talking about The Walking Dead. I know, I know that is not a, uh, we're not going to talk about the trailer because, to be quite honest, um, I stopped watching Walking Dead. I think I was probably the only person on the show that was watching it at the time. But uh, when it took so long to get to the point in the last couple of seasons, I I, I gave up. Um, I was no longer interested. I was finally anti-Walking Dead. Um, it was dead to me. Um <laughs> But here's the thing that I don't understand. Uh, Andrew Lincoln uh, has officially come out and said this season will be his final season as Rick Grimes, the main character of Walking Dead. (gasps) Which is weird because Rick Grimes is still alive, from what I understand, in the comic books. I, 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 I just don't understand the logic behind that. I get... You know, maybe Andrew Lincoln, he wants to do other things. He wants other projects. I get that. But are we saying that we're going to kill off the Rick Grimes character? Because then then I feel like you're you're really deviating off of your source material. And and comic comics do it all the time. Comic book movies do it all the time. They deviate from the source material. Um, It's not absolutely perfect. Um, Infinity War is not a direct adaptation of the Infinity Gauntlet comic book. Mm-hmm. Nor was Civil War. Nor was Civil War, but the liberties that they did take with it were were great for the movies. It worked. Yeah. It works for the movies. And it made, parts it made it were more still sense. faithful. Correct. Correct. It kept. There's a lot of parts that were you know thematically tied from you know the source material to the movie. Um, I just feel like. This is a bad move. 
you know, to kill off a main character when your source material, excuse me, your source material is still telling their story. Um, I mean, what do you, what do you guys think? And again, it's not it's not so much like a, a comic book, or I mean, because I feel like this could happen in a in a book, you know, in a novel. Yeah. Um, you know how how much should we, especially in something like this, how much should we say like, like oh, let's do away with this character because the actor wants out? Like, is that okay? Is that a good thing? What do you guys think? What it sounds like to me is. When Once Upon a Time was in its, oh shoot, I don't know how many seasons it was, but they announced that the lead was going to be stepping aside. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't think the character died, but I think she was just written off somehow. But they were like, oh, we're going to keep going with a new storyline and things like that. And it lasted one season, didn't even get through that season before they're like, yeah, yeah, no, no, we're done. We're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel like that's might be what's going to happen. Like they're going to see how they do. I don't know. I honestly don't know if they're going to kill off Rick. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, don't forget they have Negan, because um, Negan's in the trailer, mm-hmm. and he was very well received, and. It, you can kind of tell from the comics, from what I can gather, because, I mean, I'm, I'm not an avid reader of Walking Dead comics. Um, but from what I can tell, Negan is a part of the group officially. Okay. And, and he might, I would assume they're going to elevate Negan into the role of Rick. I, I, don't, oh. I don't know how that's going to reconcile itself, because... If you spent a whole like year fighting this guy because he's so brutal and we hate him, we hate him, we hate everything he stands for, and then you're gonna turn around and be like, mm, maybe he's not so bad. I just feel like that's weird. <laughs> I just feel like that's no, poor writing <laughs> at that point. Especially if Rick's not there to kind of be the you know the counterweight to Negan. Yeah. Um, Stephen, I know you don't watch Walking Dead, but what, I mean, what, what are your thoughts as far as, like, from a writer's perspective? Is this a good idea? Yeah, so, when it comes to adaptations, I am perfectly fine, uh, with things being changed, as long as they are smart changes. Now, from what I've gathered of the, uh, of the Walking Dead series, the biggest draw always seems to be the only thing anybody ever talks about is who's going to live and who's going to die this season. And it always seems to come at the very beginning and at the very end of the, of the, of the season. So when that becomes your biggest draw, I don't really think it becomes that big of a deal uh, to take risks and, you know, kill off or change who gets killed off in the TV show from versus the comics. Um, I've never read the comics. I've had no desire to watch the show ever. So um, as far as him leaving, you know, I think it can be handled because they've still got uh, a season with him, right? So he's going to finish out this season. Yeah. So give him a story arc this season that actually does something, uh, you know, it makes his send off meaningful and doesn't, you know, don't just have him, you know, be killed off incidentally, like he never mattered. 
mm. you know, because I mean, if if the audience can tell that, oh, that's a, you know, an actor getting out of his contract death, as it should be called, uh, well, then it just kind of cheapens it. And like I said, I've never read the comics. I've, I've never watched the show, so I couldn't really. I this guy, I have no, I don't care <laughs> at all what happens to him. <laughs> well, I mean, no, but, but I mean, no, but I mean, still, it's it's. I mean, I feel like the, it sets a precedent for for future TV shows because if yeah. you're willing to do this with this show, then what's to stop you from doing this with like another show or like you know? And it's, I just feel like it's a it's a bad habit to get into. I feel it's just it's, like you said, it's just poor writing when you when you boils right down to it, you know? Because yeah. I don't watch. I mean, I don't watch the show anymore either. But I'm, how many seasons I'm has upset. it been running? It's in. It's going to start its ninth yeah, season. It's yeah, it needs to just end. Yeah, it feels like this is their jumping the shark moment. This needs to be their final season because it's like really, really. <laughs> I I'm I can tell you right now there is still a very strong fan base. They're they're not stopping anytime soon. Well, you they're know what? Try something new, but they're not going to stop. The Office had a really strong fan base, and it got stopped at nine seasons. So you know what? I don't <laughs> care. This is not The Office. This and, is and zombies. I know it's much and worse. It was all it was all after their main character left. Mm, yep, that is it true. ran for two seasons. So hey, maybe you got two more seasons. Hey, we'll we'll certainly see. I like I said, I just wanted to I just wanted to bring it up because you know Andrew Lincoln leaving. I, I I mean he's done a great job as Rick. Um, I've enjoyed oh. watching his character, but this past season, not even not even Rick could. <laughs> could save it for me unfortunately um but that's neither here nor there we got walking dead out of the way guys let's talk about these trailers um let's let's start off with uh the mon- i think it's i think it's the monster verse i think that's what they're calling it um yeah yeah it's legendary's monster verse uh it is the newest entry the third movie in the monster verse um movies and this is godzilla king of the monsters um now if you are unfamiliar with what the monster verse is uh don't forget it started off with godzilla it's not the dark universe it's not the dark universe just Thank do not God. get it twisted with the dark universe uh, it started off with godzilla it moved on to king kong and they these movies have been connected uh via this um organization called monarch um that stud that is uh, studying these ancient animals, these ancient beasts, um, and how you know as the world changes, these monsters are starting to slowly wake up and starting to fight in order to make the world safe. It's not quite clear exactly what it is. They they try to get real in depth and whatnot, and I feel like that's not their biggest selling point. Um, how how many of you guys saw uh, Stephen? Put your hand down. I uh, I know I already know the answer. Uh, Lindley, did yeah, you watch you God, Did you watch Godzilla, Lindley? No. Uh well, it you didn't miss much. <laughs> I, That's what I heard. Yeah, I I watched it, and it was not. It was uh, it was basically uh, two hours of them teasing Godzilla before you finally got to see him fight. The fight was fun, but it kind of suffers from Transformer syndrome where. I don't go. I'm not, I'm not going to see Transformers to see the humans. I'm I'm going to see Transformers for Transformers. Yeah, 
and I'm when I go see Godzilla, I want to see Godzilla. I don't want to see uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch making out. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was oh, it was oh, weird. Forgot, yeah, it was weird because they were playing husband and wife, and then like two months later, Age of Ultron came out, and it was like we're now brother and sister. This is weird. Uh, ultimate Ultimate Universe. Yeah, thank God that's over with. Um, anyways, anyways, that's either here nor there. Um, but then we followed up with King Kong. Did not see King Kong. Um, I heard like it was decent. I heard it was better, and I heard it connected Godzilla a lot better than Godzilla tried to connect to future franchises. Yeah, which is always a plus when you're trying to make a cinematic universe. Things should start to connect at some point. Um, now, let's look at Godzilla King of the Monsters. There are a ton of different monsters in this one. Um, but here's what I noticed, guys. What did you notice? There's a lot of good actors in this movie. Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown, she's the focal point of this movie. You've got Kyle Chandler. Uh, Vera, I can never pronounce her last name. Formisha? Formica? I don't know. My girl Sally Hawkins is in this. <gasps> Sally Hawkins is in this? Well, she was in Godzilla. So she's oh, the connection. God. Yeah, she and Ken Watanabe are like, they've, they're in oh, Godzilla 1 and this new one. Um, Ice Cube's son is in it. I don't know why, but that's cool. <laughs> I didn't even know he was an actor. <laughs> yeah, he w- he played Ice Cube in uh, uh, Stray of the oh, Compton. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most meta thing ever. Right? <laughs> How'd that work out? Um, especially with some of those scenes. That was weird. Uh, anyways, anyways. Um, but yeah, guys, there's a lot of good actors in this. Uh, but I feel like this is just going to be a really well-acted bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm going to be, I'm going to watch it, and I'm like, man, they acted the hell out of those scenes. Or it's it's kind of a like a movie franchise that no one was really asking for. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like I'm not against it, right? I mean, I'll take anything over the Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie. <laughs> it's the Topolis. That's a lot of fish, <laughs> <laughs> but. Again, not opposed to it, but with other things coming out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. geeky and non-geeky, this is kind of one of the things, like, on the bottom of the totem pole. Right, right. Stephen, what about you? So, way back in 2010, I actually was one of the people who was asking for this, because I was like, you know what, if you're going to do a cinematic universe... You need to do something with Godzilla's monsters. You need to do something with the other kaiju monsters. And yes, you need to you need to build up so that you you have a remake of Godzilla versus King Kong. I just didn't want this. Um, mm. I agree that Godzilla 2014 they spent a little too much time teasing Godzilla uh, without actually getting to the good stuff very much. Now, when they got to the good stuff, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, like, really awesome. But there's all... It, it's it's almost like... 
I feel like you can do Godzilla as a slow burn, but they made it a little too much of a slow burn for my taste. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, by the time Godzilla got there, you're just like, oh man, has it been three hours yet? Um, <laughs> right. right. Now, I, I, I admit that I was kind of on the fence about the King Kong uh, what was it Kong of Skull Island or whatever Kong they called Skull it? Yeah. Island. Um, when I heard the reviews were kind of like, this is a dumb fun movie with lots of cool scenes, but not much brain power behind it. I was kind of like, yeah, uh, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And now, and so I didn't see it. And now that we've got this one and I see them trying to be all philosophical and stuff. And it shows like King Ghidorah frozen in ice. I was like, no. No, no, oh my god, you guys are stupid. Um, yeah, so you've got this person talking like, these are the ancient ones that are going to save us, and I'm like, okay, this is the start of every bad B-movie ever. Like, I think the Jurassic Park movies get this criticism a lot, in that a lot of the problems are always caused by the people making dumb choices, Mm-hmm. This is like the most blatant version of that. It's like, oh, there's King Ghidorah frozen in ice. What should we do? Oh, let's wake him up. Like, what? That's a good idea. <laughs> what? Right. What? It's it's almost like when the characters are that stupid, it's like, yeah. oh, man, we've got to do something to keep a franchise going rather than, hey, we've got to do something. Like, I mean, you know, the first film establishes Godzilla is a force for Earth, and I thought I really like that angle. Mm-hmm. King Ghidorah is not. Mothra right. is not. Uh, none of those creatures are. Um, and uh, <clears throat> for them to try and get all pseudo-intellectual, I'm not buying it. And, mm-hmm. it, I mean, you know, yeah, it's kind of cool to see them up there. And I probably will go see it. It may turn out better than I'm thinking it's going to be. But I just, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like, oh, here's Chucky. Hmm, let's wake him up. Maybe he'll help us, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, uh, hello. Yeah. Is that he's supposed to be getting another movie? Yeah, eventually. Yeah, I'm sure. Another I, movie. um... I, I, I have to... I kind of I kind of agree with you Steven to to a point. I mean, I feel like I feel like you're right. Out of all the movie franchises, um cinematic universes that you could create, um this is kind of a no-brainer. Um especially with you leading up to Godzilla versus Kong. Um I like the ideas that they're putting out there as far as um you know, the idea that this agency has been, like, researching these monsters and trying to figure out, like, okay, like, who are they? Why are they here? What, are, what is their purpose? Just um, like, just like Digi. Right, right. <laughs> but, 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 but here's the thing, is that, um, I, I, I feel like you're right. I feel like it's, you, you walk a fine line when you do that, because you yeah. run the risk of being, like, Matrix Reloaded, where you're you're gonna have several parts in there where you're getting real philosophical and you you gotta remember who your audience is yeah <laughs> you know yeah. like the people who went to go see matrix reloaded it, they were not there to you know hear philosophy 
and they to, went there to see bullet time action. Right. And when I go when I go see when I go see, you know, Godzilla King of the Monsters, I'm not there to, you know, to talk about man and our purpose in life and what these monsters represent. Like I don't want to I, I don't want to see that. I just want to see I want to see <laughs> monsters fight. Is that so hard to ask? Well, no. <laughs> just give me my popcorn flick. <laughs> No, we've got to make it deep and meaningful because, you know, you know, Godzilla. <laughs> I can't even finish this joke. It's yeah, just like, exactly. It's just like, no, you want to make a serious Godzilla movie? Go back to the roots of why the character was created. He was a metaphor for nuclear destruction. Nuclear warfare. But this is an American version so that you know that metaphor is long gone, and uh, well, I mean it's I mean it's there, but it's given more lip service as, rather than you know yeah. any serious consideration. And the fact that we're kind of still seeing this just kind of confirms that they're thinking they're. I'll tell you what it is. It's giving you the impression that they're thinking about it deeply when they're not. And that's what irks me the most. Um, it's that pseudo intellectual, you know, hey, it worked for Lord of the Rings. Why don't we try it? But it's like Lord of the Rings. And I'm going to geek out here for a minute. Lord of the Rings was building off of a fictitious language that Professor Tolkien completely uh, invested in and created a complete mythos for. So it at least worked there. Here, you can't just sit there and talk about themes like humanity and our place in the world and uh, gods and titans and whatnot without thinking about it. Because when I think King Kong, I do not think about titans rising up. I think about monsters. They're monsters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what they were created as. They're monsters. Now the monster genre has evolved, but we don't need to sit there and start trying to edward calling them and make them more sympathetic oh right God. right they're just monsters it's like you said just let them fight right you know <laughs> it's a it's like it's kind of a it's kind of a no-brainer as far as like this is what people want let's make it happen um so i mean look let's let's wait and see i feel like we need like another trailer to ultimately decide whether or not, like, mm, should I go see this movie or should I red box it? Uh, at the moment, for me, it's a red box. Um, I can't be hurt again by Godzilla. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. Um, I don't need no love story for two hours and then five minutes of Godzilla. It's ridiculous. In <laughs> um, <laughs> 45 minutes of a Muto that just looks like the Cloverfield monster? Exactly. I, I was waiting for that connection. Um, but uh, that was that was our new that was one of our new trailers that we got this week. Um, we did get a second trailer to The Crimes of Grindelwald, um, which is a part of the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the magic, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter um, franchise. And I want I want to say this because we've talked about our thoughts on Crimes of Grindelwald and we'll we'll go in depth on this new trailer. Uh, I got a chance, guys, to go to um, Harry Potter World. Um, and actually, they they know they know this. I already told them um, this is more for you, <laughs> you, the audience. Um, I I was so excited. I, I was telling Lindley and Steven when I walked 
into Diagon Alley, I just, I wept. I, uh, I'm in my 30th year around the sun, and I cried because I realized that I have been burying my love for the Harry Potter franchise for many years. Um, because the, because, you know, the book seven ended and I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was the perfect way to end the franchise. And then I was done. Um, and if you recall from previous episodes, I have never been on board with Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. I thought it was a cash grab. Um, but then, then I went to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and I realized something, guys. J.K. Rowling actually does have a gold mine of a franchise on her hands. And I feel like I feel like she has not even I feel like she's only scratching the surface as far as the amount of stories she can tell. You know, we've always, you know, as fans of Harry Potter, we always dream about her writing another book. Um we the closest thing we got was Cursed Child, which is now on Broadway. Um, and of course, fantastic. I can't get tickets to it. Well, <laughs> you're at least, you get to see everything else, Lindley. I, you're fine. <laughs> um, I, I, I feel like, I feel like with Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, I feel like that could spawn several different stories that we can then follow and get more in depth in the world and get that get that same love for Harry Potter back. Now, admittedly, I finally did watch Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and I was right. It's not a very great it's not a very good movie. Um Thank you. It's okay. It's I didn't hate it, but I was like, this wasn't this wasn't necessary. Um, and mainly, it's mainly because uh, the plot, there's like five different plots going on. And I was telling Lindley before the show started, I was like, if they had just told me Newt is in, uh, is in New York and he has to capture these beasts, do not tell me anything about Grindelwald. Do not tell me anything about Credence. Um, I would have liked that. Like, introduce me to this, to the Wizarding World in the 20s. Like that's what I want to see, and I hey, I'll buy, I'll buy a ticket, I'll be there. But then, if at the end, if then you reveal to me that here's the real reason why Newt was there, here's why weird things were happening around you know the United States, it's because Grindelwald is back. As a Harry Potter fan, I know who Grindelwald is. You didn't have to, you don't have to sell me on that. I know he's the big bad before Voldemort. He's the one who gave him inspiration to be Voldemort. Like, I get it. Um, so when when Crimes of Grindelwald, when the first trailer came out, you know, I expressed my thoughts on that. The second trailer came out, and I I'm still more excited about this than I was about the first movie because I feel like they finally picked a plot. Uh-huh. They have a story that they want to tell. And they're, they plan on, hopefully, telling it the best way they can. I think, I'm hoping Jude Law is in it as much as what it seems like he is. Me too. Like, I want, it, I want this really to be Dumbledore's story. I'm not sold on Newt at all. Dumbledore. I'm not, I'm like, he's, he's okay. 
Like, but I mean, he's no Harry. Like, I want to know about Dumbledore. And I love the fact that they are, they do seem, especially in this trailer, they do seem to be digging into that whole relationship between Grindelwald and Dumbledore. Um, which, if you all don't know, they're, J.K. Rowling came out shortly after the seventh book and was saying and said that there was indeed a romantic relationship between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Um, I think it's. I think they it's, allude to that in the trailer. Yes, yes, they do, and I think With that the mirror of Erised. Mm-hmm. And I and I thought it was and I thought it was a, I thought it was a cool nod. Um, the thing that made me audibly gasp though, Nicholas Flamel shows up. Yes, I was like, what? I was like, are you kidding me right now? Oh, also, uh, Newt's friend. What's his name? Kowalski. Oh, yeah. He's the best part of that. He's the best part of that movie. Like, if if it could just be him exploring the wizarding world and then Newt occasionally shows up, I'd be happy. Like, give me that movie. Give me the movie of the nomad who just shows up and is like, oh, well, there's magic everywhere. Like, well, this is weird. Because he and, kills every scene that he's in. Newt, not so much. get him back with Queenie, for God's sake. Well, I think, oh, well, I mean, the end kind of, like, alludes that she's going to probably break the rules and be like, hmm, like, I'm going to yeah. make you remember me. Uh, what did you guys think of the, the trailer? I, I've, I've said a lot of words. What about you guys? Say some words. So I I gotta I gotta argue against you about Newt. Um, first of all, I really like this trailer. I think mm. it had more colors than the first one. I thought the first movie was okay. Uh, I didn't hate it. Um, I thought the plot was kind of average. For me, though, what really what I really liked was Newt. Um, what? Get me out. So. In film, you've got two ways of communicating things. One is through actions, and one is through sound. Uh, there's what you see and what you hear. And yes, Newt, he mumbles a lot. I know that a lot of people hate that. But I personally, I liked him. I thought he was a very likable character, uh, because he was just very kind-hearted. Uh, and very, maybe a little naive in, at times. I... Just thought he was more relatable, personally. Maybe it was because when I saw it in life, I was more roughly that age. Maybe it's because I think Eddie Redmayne's a better actor than Daniel Radcliffe was as Harry. Um, Shots fired. Bazinga! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but no, I, I really liked him. I thought his um, his quiet demeanor, it was just a nice break. Uh, from what you usually get with a leading star in a major franchise, and I thought it was—I thought it was a unique take. Now I do agree, Kowalski is a great character too. Um, in fact, I, I really like the the group as they all kind of uh, formulated. Um, I've always thought Grindelwald being cast as Johnny Depp was a little weird. I just—I don't know. Yeah, I—I I think this is going to be this movie is going to be the true test on whether or not yeah. he should be in this in this franchise. Yeah, I, I think you're right, and and hey, maybe he'll be good. Maybe he'll be good. Right. So I don't know. I'm excited about this one though. I liked it. I didn't mind because I mean he's playing a terrible human being, and well. Oh, so you're saying he's typecasted? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
It's a redemption story. Is He's it just though? a magical, it terrible human being. <laughs> uh, I will say, hmm. for me personally, I, I I'm with you, Marcus. I didn't really care for the first Fantastic Beast movie, and I wasn't compelled by Newt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this trailer is the first time I've felt truly intrigued by this franchise. Not the not the original Harry Potter films. Mm-hmm. I've always loved those. But th- this Fantastic Beast world. Mm-hmm. The first one, it had the potential to be good, but kind of ended up being a magical Pokemon Go plus some deeper conflicts that should have been explored more but weren't really and were just thrown in there. Mm-hmm. But this one, it seems like that's going to be the focus. And I would much rather see that plot than, oh, there's a magical beast, I gotta go get it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm intrigued. I'm, I, I'm, I approve. Yeah, yeah. I, um, you know who... I'm sorry, I'm, I, I'm going to go back a little bit to Stephen's comment about Newt. So, wait a minute, do you like the Credence character, played by Ezra Miller? So... Because to me, Ezra Miller does a better job of the Newt character than Eddie Redmayne does. Um, so I like that subplot. I thought the Credence character was kind of lacking. Um, I mean, you know, it's kind of hard because, you know, he's an abused kid. I Mm. thought his whole storyline was an interesting way to kind of highlight the social uh, issues that they're going to be dealing with. Mm. Um, But as far as the character of Credence, Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. care for him that much. Mm. I'm kind of with you, too, on that one. Like, I get what they're trying to come across with his character. Like, I felt like he was more of a plot point device rather than a character. Exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I don't think that's Ezra Miller's Miller's fault. I think that's a a script. Yeah. That's a a a script script, fault. That's a script I could see that. So that's what I think. I think, like, the first Fantastic Beasts was more of a tune-up for, you know, what works and what doesn't. Because, you know, think Mm. about it. You're creating a prequel film series to Harry Potter. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not exactly a small order. So I think, you know, now that they've got one film, they've kind of figured out what works and what doesn't. So, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe I think maybe the going forward, we can definitely rest easy. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it I think it helps the fact that they and and at the end of Fantastic Beasts, I knew I could tell like, okay, now I know exactly where you're headed with this. You're you're telling the story of your this is Grindelwald's story. Yeah, you're you're choosing you're choosing like this specific moment in Harry Potter history um, to tell. And I think that that's that's a good it's a good choice. But your start was very was very rocky. Yeah. You know, like I like I said, I feel like if you had just spent the entire movie getting me used to this new world and then bring in the Grindelwald stuff much better. Much better. I it, I would have digested it easier. As it is, I'm in it because of the trailer. <laughs> like that's why I'm watching it. Again, true. Mm-hmm. It was a good trailer. It was a good trailer. It yeah. was. Yeah. Um. Lots of good moments, and and I feel like it didn't spoil anything, which is nice. 
Yeah. Guys, are you ready? Yes. Because it's time. Uh, it's time. We're. I'm. You know what? I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna do like a like a big introduction, guys. We've talked about this movie several times since we found out that it uh, was even happening, and then to find out this week that we were gonna get a trailer for Glass. Um, let's let's just dig right into it. Holy shnikes! <laughs> it looks this so Tommy boy. First, first off, thank you. First off, <laughs> uh, uh, I I like I like the fact that I think, and I think Lindley, I think I mentioned this on the last episode when we were talking about this movie. I like the fact that it's being left a little ambiguous. Are they actually superheroes, or are they actually insane? I like I like that they're leaving that up in the air. Mm-hmm. Like I I I'm like okay, like all right, thank you for not telling a like a blatant superhero movie. I I will say, well, no, I'll, I'll say this first. I love I love the that James McAvoy. <laughs> Is still bringing the thunder uh, as uh, as Kevin Wendell Crumb um, or the Horde. I um, I was very excited to see that the other personalities are coming back. I was Me like, too. I was like, and oh, Netflix. thank yes, yeah, we get to see the other personalities. Like that's gonna be so cool. Because um, you know, you know, Patricia is like, like I loved her in that scene. Where she's like, mm-hmm. where she's like, good for you. And David Dunn shoots her a look like, like, oh, I'm like, what, what did, what did she say? Like, why is she saying that? Like, why are you looking at it like that? Um, I like that. Uh, I like that Elijah Price is. I, I this might be Samuel Jackson's best performance. I've never, I've never saw that look in his eye like I did in this trailer. It looks like he is completely invested in this. Whereas, you know, you know, you see him in Avengers and stuff like that. And he's you could tell he's phoning it in easily. Yep. This I feel like you, you know, we've talked about it on the show. You can tell when an actor's passionate about a movie. You know, we're going to talk later about Jason Momoa and Aquaman. I think this is this is that movie for Samuel Jackson. Well, um, I mean, he, because for years and years, he was harassing M. Night Shyamalan on Twitter, going like, hey, man, when we get an Unbreakable 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he, he's wanted this movie for years. Exactly. I Here's what I am a little worried about. I'm worried that the trailer is once again messing up a perfectly good Shyamalan movie. How so? I feel like this, the trailer makes it seem like an epic superhero movie where there's going to be like fighting and there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a fight scene like every five seconds. And that's not what this, this series is about in split. I love that. It's a slow burn before we ever meet the beast. Mm-hmm. I love that because when the beast finally does show up and you're on, I was on the edge of my seat being like, Oh my God, girls get out of there, get out of there, get out of there. And then when they don't, it, it, it crushes you. Same thing with unbreakable unbreakable. He goes back and forth. Like, I don't know if I'm a superhero. I don't know if I have powers. I, 
I just want to be a regular person. And he finally accepts the fact that he does have powers and that he should probably use them for good. I want the same thing with Glass, but I don't want the trailer to ruin it like it did with so many other movies like The Village. Yes. You know, don't. Don't sell it as a as a horror movie if it's not a horror movie. Because then when I go in there and it's not a horror movie, I'm going to be mad. Don't sell this as an epic superhero movie when that's never that's that has never been what this this is not Avengers. This is not Batman. This is this is this is a different type of superhero story. And like I said, I love the trailer. There were several good moments, but I am fearful that the trailer is going to mess it up before the movie and comes out mm-hmm. and this is going to get this is going to get like bad reviews and people are going to say it's a horrible movie and i'm like no it's actually a great movie the trailer just made you think it was going to be something else so what do you guys think i'm really excited right i i think i'm most excited because i want Shyamalan to be good again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want that so bad. He had such a good track record coming from like the sixth sense and then it just kept going downhill and now was split. While it's not a perfect movie, it did feel like old Shyamalan again. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to get that back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the trailer looks fantastic. I'm excited to see how um, Anya Taylor, is it, what, what's her name? Anya Taylor? Joy. Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah. Uh, from Split, I'm excited to see how her character is going to fit into this movie. Because mm. if, if I was her, I would be like, nowhere near that guy ever right. again. Right. But, <laughs> like, ooh. So well, I, you got to remember, I'm, too, I'm she, he kind of, they, he was the only person who actually, at, by the end of the movie, he was the only one who understood her. Yeah. Cause I mean, she can remember. She also, also, I want to, I want to know what happened when she went back with the uncle. Oh. Remember, like, cause she's in the car, and then that's the last thing you see is her looking at the uncle, and then nothing. Maybe she's a superhero. Could be, or maybe she's the one that reveals, like, or may. Oh, wouldn't it be something if this was all in her mind? I don't know. I'm not. Oh, I would hope no, he that's goes, too cheap. Yeah, I would hope he goes for something more than just it was all a dream. <laughs> you know, I used to read Word Up magazine. I know Biggie Smalls. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm. In, I see. I told you guys, I'm excited for. The, I was excited for this show. Um, let's see. What are you, what are your thoughts? Sorry, I cut you off. I have waited so long to see this trailer. Um, because, uh, I had rented Unbreakable a few years after it came out. Um, you know, I was kind of on an M. Night Shyamalan kick at the time. This was before, this was before The Happening came out. Um, and, uh, I watched, uh, I watched Unbreakable and I was like, this is a really good movie. This is really interesting. And I gotta be honest, I did not see the twist ending coming because when I had first seen The Sixth Sense, um... I didn't really understand the twist when I was a kid. And so when my dad had to kind of explain it to me, it was kind of lost on me. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is weird. But all I could think about were the plot holes. 
uh, in the Sixth Sense. So the Sixth Sense actually is not, I don't really consider that to be M. Night Shyamalan's best work, honestly. Uh, Mm -hmm. Unbreakable's Mm -hmm. twist, on the other hand, that caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting it. And I won't I won't say what it is, but I mean I think you can kind of get an idea just looking at this trailer. Um, but it was such a good movie, and it was like really well done. And so when the twist came, I was like, I can't think of any real plot holes. Um, it's a more solid movie in my opinion. So when I you know I read that he was going to do sequels to it, uh, and they never happened, I was like, oh man. But, like, he was always talking about how he still wanted to do them. So, this is a dream come true to kind of see this, you know, see these characters again. And just just to hear and then see Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, not just playing Mr. Glass again, but actually embracing the I'm the villain yeah. aspect. Mm-hmm. Like, that is something I've waited so long to see. And he looks like he is going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that is that has got me so pumped. I I agree, Stephen. I I love that. Um, there's several there's several moments where, and I think that I think it adds I think it adds to the to my theory about the movie. There's several moments where he is embracing being the supervillain, and there's something interesting at the end of Unbreakable. Um, sorry, I'm, it's Statue of Limitations. Yeah, go see the movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> at the end of Unbreakable, when he's like, you know, there's always, you know, a hero and there's a villain. You know, you are you are unbreakable. I am breakable. I'm your arch nemesis. He's unhinged when he says yeah. that line. Like he's like it's you can tell like he scene. is. It's a very is, sad scene. He is absolutely cuckoo, and I think that it's. For Cocoa Puffs. And I think it's interesting <laughs> that he, um, I think it's cool that it seems like he is, he's going to almost stage like a, a, a riot at this facility mm-hmm. to set up like, like, all right, like I'm going to be the arch nemesis and I can't beat you, uh, David Dunn, but I know somebody who can beat you or somebody who's strong enough to beat you. Um, it's straight out, it's straight out of a comic book. And I, I like it. I think it's, I think it's a really cool idea. I just hope the trailer didn't ruin it for everybody, but we will see. We will certainly see. And as more news comes out about, uh, glass, which is coming out, uh, when is it? It's January, isn't it? I believe it is. Sometime. I think so. Yeah. January, January 18th. Uh, like I said, I cannot... I cannot wait for this. It's going to be great. Um, and I can't believe I'm saying that about an M. Night Shyamalan movie in 2018. Um, <laughs> folks, uh, we are going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to let you listen to uh, a couple of quick announcements as well as get to know uh, one of our friends, a new podcast that maybe you might want to listen to after you're done listening to our show. And when we come back... We will dig right in and, oh, God, we're going to we're going to do go home. D.C. You're drunk as per usual, because D.C. just the hits just keep on coming, don't they? (sighs) Guys, stay tuned. Hey, I'm George. Hey, I'm Kevin. 
We're busy dads do sci-fi. We're BDDSF. We're two dads. We talk about science fiction. We do sci-fi. We occasionally do fantasy. Occasionally. Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's a whole lot wrong with that. You can find us on the Apple Podcast, on the Spotify. You can find us on the Google Play, or you can find us at BusyDadsDoSciFi.com. You can hit us up at Instagram. BusyDadsDoSciFi. And that's it. It was so good until Thanks the end. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys. It's me, Marcus. Before we get back to the show, I just want to remind you guys that this weekend, BlurredCon is starting in Washington, D.C., don't know what BlurredCon is? It's a convention that celebrates diversity within nerd culture. It is literally everything that Popcorn Prattle stands for, and hopefully you stand for it too. Uh, I'm going to be milling about. I'm going to be going to different stands. I'm going to be interacting with different guests, and I cannot wait. Hopefully, I see you guys there. Uh, if you are interested, make sure to look up on Facebook, uh, BlurredCon, so that you guys can get your tickets, get your passes. There's so many different things that are happening. There's going to be DJs. There's a reunion barbecue. You all know how much I love my barbecue, right? All right, so go check out BlurredCon, and I'll see you there. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I need to announce it's last Last call call at at the the bar. bar. Oh, go home, DC. You're drunk. Got Patron in my car. I got that goose in my cup. Patron rolling up. And the sea got me drunk. Party people in the club. Hey, throw them bottles up. 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 So, guys, uh, we got three trailers um, for three movies within the DC franchise. Um, I'm not quite sure if Titans is a DCEU property, like if it's in the cinematic universe or if it's its own. I think it is. Okay. Well... We'll, uh, okay, uh, okay. well, I, I have thoughts then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lindley, Lindley basically, thoughts. Lindley basically made me have a brain aneurysm <laughs> like a second <laughs> when I found out that it's connected to the larger universe. Okay. Um, okay. But guys, let's actually talk about something that I, I am actually excited for. It's the only time that I think DC actually drank water instead of vodka. Shazam. It looks so good. What? It the, actually looks good. What the damn hell did they do with Shazam? Like, who made that? And why are they not working for Marvel? <laughs> because that, that looked like a Marvel movie, okay? Are you kidding me? It was funny. It was exciting. It it was great. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Spider-Man Homecoming. It, <sighs> it, it had that, I liked, I liked the, I liked the story of, it's this kid trying to find his place in the world. I liked that story. I liked it in Spider-Man Homecoming. I feel like I'm going to really like it in Shazam because this is a, this is a new story. 
You know, we've seen Spider-Man. We've heard that story. Even though Spider-Man Homecoming technically did make it a little different, we've heard that story. With Shazam, we're getting a whole new character that we have not seen um, on screen yet. Um, I've probably got that wrong. Dave's probably going to bring up some low-budget film from, like, the 60s or something. Hey, Dave. Um, Hey, Dave. Dave. But I... uh, Man... I really enjoyed this trailer a lot. Um, also, can I just say, before we dig even deeper into the, to the trailer, as far as the Shazam goes, uh, what deal with the devil did Kendrick Lamar make that now all of his songs are <laughs> in every single trailer? <laughs> he is in every single... I sat there, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, oh, that song's got a good beat. Wait, is that Humble? Wait. Is that Kendrick Lamar a third time? Like this is the like it's like how like Kanye came out with like a new album every week at the beginning of the summer. Kendrick comes out with like a new like trailer song every every week it seems like. Just a bit. Um I don't mind it. You know, it's it's different from, you know, playing power every trailer. It's different um, from the Inception horn. Or the Inception horn. Or Steven's favorite, uh, the slow cover of the 80s or 90s song. Yep. Don't know. <laughs> um, but what uh, what did you guys think? What did you guys think about Shazam? I think it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. I was I was surprised because I'm not that well versed in Shazam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the only Shazam I really knew was that 90s movie. No, that was Kazam. Never I'm mind. About to say that's Kazam. <laughs> that's Kazam, not Shazam. Doesn't he say? Anyways, mm-hmm. off topic. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I thought the costume looked a little iffy. I was like, oh, this might be DC's version of Deadpool. But no, it it looks really funny. I love Zachary Levi to begin with. Mm-hmm. But this trailer, I'm like, okay, I I love the idea. Of this, like, kid just saying a word and then becoming, like, this full adult with powers? Mm. That's so ridiculous, and I love it. Uh, and also, the humor works so well. Also, I, 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 Mark Strong should always play, you know, my first villain. <laughs> In every franchise. <laughs> he... Except, except, um, Kingsman. Oh, so, hey, don't bring that up. I, I still cry. Mm-hmm. Mark Strong is so wonderful in Kingsman. Anyways... Mark Strong is a great villain, um, and to see him in this, uh, and I'm I'm like you, Lindley. I I I know Shazam um, to a degree, but I'm not as versed as you know other comic book characters in the DC universe. Um, but I I'm interested to see what his character does and how he interacts with Shazam. Um, it seems like he has powers. I I did I did Google I did Google a little bit um, about the character, and it doesn't seem like he is um, he has powers from what I could tell from what I've read. So I'm curious to see like how how does he get powers? How does he you know cause trouble for this kid who is put in a grown man's body? Um, but hey, I'm I listen. Anytime you can give me some fun in the DCEU, bless. It's like a breath of fresh air. Because <laughs> they're fun. They're, these, are fun. these are fun characters. They should be having fun. When everyone's Batman, no one's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Steven, what did, you, what did you think? 
Yeah, it looks fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's about it. I thought uh, I, I in all honesty, I thought you would actually like this because it looks like a superhero movie that you would be into. Well, I mean Like that young that young kid who's trying to find himself in the world, like it just seems like it it just to me it just seems like your type of movie. I may have to see another trailer. I mean, I'm not overly familiar with the character. I know um, in the original uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man, uh, in the scene where uh, Peter Parker's trying to figure out his uh, web shooting, I know he he uh, shouts, Shazam! Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. it. That's that's pretty much all I know about Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> is are not even in the same Spider-Man. universe, Steven. Well, that's fine. I don't care. As far as as far as it looks like Spider Man Homecoming, hopefully it's better than that. Um, what you didn't like Spider Man Homecoming? Whoa, hold the phone! What are you saying? <laughs> uh oh, did I not say? Oh well, yes. <laughs> yeah, I did not care for Spider Man Homecoming. Wait, wait, wait! Can we just can we acknowledge the fact that Steven first off saw Spider Man Homecoming? Because uh, I I was under delusion that Steven still had not seen Spider Man Homecoming. First of all, proud of you. Second of all, Dis- what the heck are you talking about? Yeah, we're hella disappointed in you. This is a conversation we should probably save for another time because it could run <laughs> about thirty more minutes. Okay, yeah, we're Good point. yeah, don't Good yeah, point. you're not off the hook on this one. So. Yeah, this isn't go home, Steven. You're drunk. This is go home, PC. You're drunk. <laughs> this is Steven needs more alcohol so that he can. I don't know. Maybe alcohol uh, would have helped me get through Spider-Man Homecoming. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa, I don't think he's seen it. I don't believe him. He's, no, he's just talking out of his butt right now. <laughs> he hasn't, no, Lindley, don't fall for this. He hasn't seen it. Because he would like it. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Shut up, Steven. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh, then we also had, um, I, I like to think of this Go Home DC You're Drunk segment as uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Not, but, but you know what, though? You know what, though? There were, there were parts of the Aquaman trailer that I did enjoy. Um, but here is what I thought about after I watched the trailer. It looks like Black Panther. Yeah. It looks like, but no, no. Get this. It looks like Black Panther, and I want you to think about this, especially you, Lindley, because you're going to appreciate this. It looks like Black Panther from Killmonger's perspective, if Killmonger was the good guy. Think about it. Think about it. I can see that. Uh, I can, yeah, right? can kind of right? see it. How, kind of just how, can for you, the, how can you not? Just, just for the fact that, like, oh, it's about this guy taking up a throne. No, no, Other no, no. That... He has to go back. He has to go back to his home country to take the throne back from somebody who he feels doesn't deserve it. Probably because he killed his dad or his mom killed his dad or his dad killed his dad. I'm still... And he will have the power of the Aquaman stri- stripped away. <laughs> Calm down, Saul Guerrero. <laughs> Um, it just, it, I don't know. it just looks like it. even like, even like the going into Atlantis, I was like, oh, so we're going into Wakanda. Is that what's happening? Well, right? that is, is that what's okay, happening right that, now? Okay. I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause that was exactly what I thought when I saw mm-hmm. that, 
Don't get me There's wrong. Even a- it looks good, but I was like, hey, this kind of feels like they're going to Wakanda. <laughs> There's even a climactic battle that I'm sure is going to have to be solved by by trial by combat between and, the two. And large animals. And large animals. And the Mosasaurus. Um, did anybody see that? He's riding a freaking Mosasaurus. I did This is that. how the DCU crosses over with Jurassic Park. Oh my gosh. But we're not, I'm not the only one that feels kind of iffy on, on this. Uh, so we posted about this on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. and our listener Heather uh, contacted me and said, I kind of disagree with Popcorn Prattle about Aquaman. I think there are similarities, but it doesn't look like a complete rehash. But also, it doesn't matter, because I'll go see it for Momoa. That's Momoa what everyone alone. has been saying to me. <laughs> and Marie not arguing. And Marie also said on, on our Facebook page... Uh, she also said, hey, Amory. Hey, she She also says that the only reason why she wants to go see Aquaman is Jason Momoa. Don't get me wrong. He's a beautiful man. Okay? He's a beefcake. He's a very beautiful <laughs> he's a man. He's a, funny, he looks, he's a funny and witty beefcake. And he looks like he's having the time of his life. He looks so excited in this movie. And you have you guys seen him at, like, press conferences? Guys, he is so happy to be in this franchise. Like, I, it's a, it's crazy. I'm excited. I'm glad he's happy. I am. But I also have to say, the beginning of this trailer looked like a Lifetime original movie. Something straight from Steven, like, not, uh, shoot, what's his name? Nicholas Sparks. Yeah. <laughs> Did I, anyone I, else notice yes, that? Yes, I, I know exactly what you mean, yeah. There was a I mean, I can't. I'm not, this is nothing against her. I'm sure she's a lovely woman, but I cannot take Nicole Kidman seriously in this franchise, in this role. I can't. Mm. I just can't. Something about it is throwing me off. Again, nothing against Nicole Kidman. Mm. She claps weird, but I'm sure she's a lovely human. Right. (laughs) She claps weird? But the beginning of it was like, (laughs) oh, the lighthouse, the sunset in the background, Aquaman by Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> I now I will say one thing that I am so excited for, and I want to get his name right because he is, um, he is a great, great actor that I'm so glad found work after the Get Down. Um, but did you guys see the? Uh, did you guys see Black Manta in this? Yeah, that Not first too off. Shady. First off, that costume design looks awesome. Um, yeah, because I was I. because I was worried because in the in the comics, I, I don't know if you guys have, have seen what he looks like in the comics. He's very slender, very small, and it's like it's a wetsuit. It's a wetsuit and like a helmet on top. Yeah. Um. So I was I was excited to see like he's got he's it's it's bulky. It's got some armor to it. Um. It looks like I can throw down with someone like Aquaman. Um. Oh, good God, I cannot pronounce his name to save my life. But trust me, he's great. He's a great actor. He does good work. Um, He's also very funny. He was in Baywatch, and yes, I watched it. It it was unfortunate, but... You were the one person that went to go see Baywatch. No, I didn't go see Baywatch. It was on TV. (laughs) Yeah, it was on on TV. And so I was clipping through channels, and I was like, oh, this is on. He wasn't watching the TV. He was just looking at it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, what he said. Um, but I, uh, I, I'm afraid that Black Manta is just gonna be like, like he's gonna be in it for like half a second. Aquaman's gonna beat him, and then he's just gonna go away. Uh, hopefully, that is this is his introduction to maybe being Suicide Squad two. No, because he does he does end up in the Suicide he does end up in the Suicide Squad eventually, and he clashes heavily with uh Deadshot. Um <laughs> Lily, it's coming, okay? The only thing that we can hope for is that we get good actors in the next in the next one so that maybe maybe we can stomach it just a little bit. Um no get better writers, directors and editors. That's what was wrong with it. The actors were fine. But where are they though? Where yes. are they though? They weren't given like anything. Kill- did they you weren't... did you like Killer Croc? Tell me, oh, you got BT. Well, that's hey. Just, <laughs> that's a writing hey. and directorial choice. Well, you know, but what? you didn't have to say the line. Oscar. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I I don't know. I I think that I think that Aquaman is going to be a fun movie. It's not going to make huh, no pun intended. It's not going to make waves. <laughs> oh my gosh! But, but I, you know what I did like That's about this? That's a face palmer. Actually, you know I do have something else to add. Well, I well, think between, can I, can I say my thing? Can I say? My yeah, thing? go ahead. No, okay. just I, I just feel, I just feel like it is going to be. It's a step in the right direction for D, the DCEU. I will say we'll that. See. Well, no, does this does this look dark? Does this look scary? Does this have Batman? <laughs> no, it just has Jason Momoa being a crazy Samoan and just having the time of his life. And that's all I need. That's all I need. Just give me that. It's like Godzilla. Just give me monsters that fight and give me Jason Momoa having fun. That's I all need I a want. a little bit more. What? All this trailer showed me was the Nicholas Sparks opening. Right. Then funny quip, bad CGI, funny quip. Bad CGI. But, Amber but, her with aerial hair. Quip. CGI. Quip. But what do you CGI. need? What do you need, Lindley? I want a little bit of substance. What substance? I'm it's not Aquaman. asking for a lot. Look, we, need to, we still need to be sold on Aquaman. I still remember uh, Orange Leotard. I talked to Fish Aquaman. I need badass Jason Momoa Aquaman from Justice League. That's what I need. Just give me that. And I saw it, some of it, a little bit, not a lot. <laughs> I, could, I could use more of that. <laughs> okay, move over, Fassbender. I think he has a new crush. Mm, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How did that go again, Marcus? <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new favorite sound. I'm gonna play that as I'm going to sleep at night. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, wet lately. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me doing that on a loop. Yeah. It's like ASMR. You just you put, yeah. you put it to each ear. <laughs> it just goes from ear to ear. Instead of like four sounds or waves crashing, it's just Marcus going. <laughs> it feels very dumb, Marcus. <laughs> but, Steven, uh, close this out. What, what were you going to say about Aqu- uh, Aquaman? No, I was just thinking, like, you know, you had Wonder Woman. And that was someone who hasn't really had 
uh, up until the movie hadn't really had the big screen treatment like Batman mm. and Superman had. Um, and it was it was a good, refreshing take on the universe that I thought worked pretty well. Um, so maybe between, you know, um, Aquaman and Shazam, maybe they are taking steps in the right direction. Um, but you know, you know what was not a good step in the right direction? Oh, this is going to hurt. Titans. <laughs> it hurt. I mean, that should have been the first sign that something was wrong. Yeah. They didn't oh say God. Teen Titans. <laughs> they just said Titans. Titans. And that, <laughs> that to me still pisses me off. I mean, like, you watch that trailer, and you're whenever when the internet's collective reaction is "My God," <laughs> I mean, what, what, I, I, I surrender. It wasn't. It wasn't unanimous. It was not unanimous. Yeah, um, it was close. Enough. We took. Well, yeah, yeah, pretty close. Uh, we took a poll. Eighty percent on Twitter and on Instagram. Yeah, uh, on Twitter, eighty percent hated it. Twenty percent liked it. Uh, it was about the same failing. on ins- <laughs> it was about the same on Instagram. We got eighty three percent. The options were it looks awesome and nope, just nope. Eighty three percent said nope. Seventeen percent said awesome, and we got a comment from our follower mm-hmm. Billy is super cool, who messaged us saying, "Looks like garbage though." <laughs> <laughs> We uh, Billy, we agree with you. We got a couple of we got a couple of top we got a couple of comments on Twitter. Um, I'm gonna read a few to you. We had uh, AD or Nerd Adonis. Um, he he said I hate it because I still believe it's a fan made teaser. And he has a picture. It's he has a <laughs> gif of Troy saying, "Okay, now I'm really mad." Uh, then Comics Disciple uh, said, "I neither loved nor hated it." Uh, Amanda picks uh, pick show a go go. Um, who she's actually she knows our good friends over at Savage Tech, and I'm trying to get I've tried to get her on the show. Um, cause she seems like a really cool person. Um, she said the music used made me think it's just a superhero themed episode of Grey's Anatomy. Oh my gosh! <laughs> also, oh my god. Also, I get it. This one is supposed to be quote quote-unquote, dark, just like every other current misguided DC property. Yeah. Um, you know what this is? What's that? So we've talked about how DC, in its worst moments, is always looking like it's trying to copy what Marvel is doing. Mm-hmm. They tried to do that with their team-up with Superman, Batman v Superman. Didn't work. Suicide Squad was their answer to Guardians of the Galaxy. Didn't work. Mm-hmm. This looks like it is their answer to their streaming shows on Netflix, like Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Right. That is that that is their answer to this. Mm-hmm. So DC, when you are trying to be Marvel, you suck. But I, when you try to do something different, like Wonder Woman was, right. or and I can get, I can get, I've heard people argue that Wonder Woman is their version of Captain America, but there are still differences. It, it is, but I, I, it doesn't mean I, I mean I like Wonder Woman better than First Avenger. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, okay, yeah, it's 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 their answer to Cap. They did it better. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um, I I think Lindley, I I think it was. I I completely agree with you. Um, I talked to Dave. Dave wasn't sold on the idea, but I. I I completely agree. I think this is their answer to Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Maybe not Iron Fist so much because it's garbage. Um, but I think that the fact that you made this rated R, but you didn't make Suicide Squad rated R, says a lot. Someone needs to sort out their priorities. Like like why <laughs> like why why was Suicide Squad not rated R, and why is Teen Titans? Radar. Like, Be- why is because like, they had to cater the to those preteen shopping at Hot Topic. Well, somebody actually somebody did someone did leave a comment and said uh, uh, they needed to uh, Matt Sampson. That's who it said it. He said it on my personal Facebook. He said that it looks like the costume design was made with the mindset of kids need something easy to cosplay. Oh, and so that's oh. what they and so they did they did this for Teen Titans. Um wow. I kind of gives a bad rep for cosplayers though, because there are some kids that could do like so much beyond this. Right. This I, is just lazy. Well, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like you know when the pictures for Apocalypse came out from uh, X Men Apocalypse. Oh, and, and they look like Ivan Ooze from Power Rangers. Was was yeah. And how, like, you know, people were showing pictures of cosplayers doing much better work that looked like the comics, but it looked awesome. Like, it looked mm-hmm. like this This could have been your costume in the movie, not what you gave us. Um, yeah. Here's here's my biggest thing with it, and and I will try to remember to censor myself, but I kind of don't want to, because I want, I want to know, I want everyone to know, including Batman, who's staring me in the face in, in my little corner... My little Batman shrine. Uh, Robin, who is not Jason Todd. Or Damian Wayne. Or Damian Wayne, for that matter. Who makes more sense to say this line? He says, after breaking a man's neck, (laughs) Batman. What? This is Dick Grayson, now look. It's shock value. It's pure if, shock value. If this They're was, saying bad words and being like, oh, we're dark and gritty. If we're this, pushing the envelope. But this it's, doesn't make sense. If this no, was, didn't. if this was Nightwing, maybe I could, I could, I could digest a little bit more. But what you're telling me is that this is Dick Grayson still as Robin. This is not him venturing out on his own. This is this is this is Robin and Robin. I'm sorry. As much as he would disagree, as much as he butts heads with Bruce, he wouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense. Why would he say that? He has no reason to. Batman literally took him in after his parents died. And then trained him to be a superhero. Why would somebody say that to him? Now, Jason Todd makes sense. Damian Wayne makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Damian should actually be Robin in this in Titans. 
And then if you gave me if you gave me Damien as Robin, oh, I could buy into a rated R Titans easy. Because mm-hmm. oh, are you kidding? Because Damien would kill everybody. It makes sense for Damien to break someone's neck. It doesn't make sense for Dick, who trained with Batman, who taught him not to kill. It doesn't make sense. You know what makes me a little bit more upset? Oh, Lord Jesus. I'm What? What? Because what could possibly make you more upset, Lumi? What they did to Raven. <gasps> oh, you mean maybe you know what like they did to goth? her? They made her into Eleven. Yeah. From Stranger yes. Things. Yes. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Lindley. She's 11. <laughs> yes. She's not Raven. Mm-hmm. Raven, like, I've I've heard of different things about in the comic books, and apparently she was regenerated into a child, but I want the Raven with, with I want vocal fry Raven. I want, like, I hate you and I'm going to punch you in the face, mm-hmm. Raven. That dry humor... I don't. It's ugh, like ugh. I just you, I can't. Stephen, talk. I don't. I'm. No, I'm too you upset. Would, you would prefer the Raven from the Teen Titans cartoon? Yes. Which was a even, which was a, was pre- a good. You know what I would prefer? Incarnation I would of it. Prefer Teen Titans Go. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah, actually, no. I can't even say whoa on that one. No, no, no. That's absolutely right. Teen Titans Go is better than what we see here. At least Teen Titans mm-hmm. Go knows what it is. Yes. Like, and they embrace it. Like, yeah, it's they don't pretend. it's a parody of what it of what it was. But at least they committed to that choice. This is not their choice. Again, like Lindley said, this is their response to Daredevil. Yep. Yep. Pretty and much. if you want to make a Daredevil, you know, uh, franchise, and we're not going to get too in depth in it because you know time. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, there are so many untapped characters within the the DC universe that could be your Daredevil franchise, and you're not you're you're choosing not to do it because you feel like you have you have to tap into the Batman mythos. Well, let's just let's just really focus on the fact that they took the franchise called Teen Titans. And decide to make and only that one of them is devil. a teen. Yeah, it's like it's like clearly this was like that was like the worst property you could have chosen. Um, yeah, no, Raven's awful. I don't mm. I don't understand why she's like you're the boy from yeah. the circus, and it's like um, yeah. and I'm not Raven saying Raven doesn't seem like it seems like the Starfire would have been a character who might say that. Yeah, and if you look back at the cartoon. I'm not saying. Wait, wait, wait. Give me the mark. No, 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 no. I'm no. I'm gonna let you talk because this is gonna blow your mind. Okay. I'm not saying that Teen Titans shouldn't be all fun and games and lighthearted. And I'm not saying Raven can't be scared. If you remember from the TV show, especially with the Slade and her father storyline, mm-hmm. it did get really dark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they had earned Like, to the, to the implications where, you know, it, it implied more than what was shown in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. But it's just, there's a point where... It's too much mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, where you're putting in too much and it's taking away from the characters that we love. 
like having Robin kill people. What is the crap? Like, okay, that's that's the fatal flaw because they did that to Batman where it's like, oh, I kill people now. And it's like, why would you fundamentally change something that's been so irreconceivably established about this character? Because it looks Do you cool. Guys, no, it doesn't. It looks stupid. Do you guys remember earlier, earlier in our conversation, I said, who makes a better, who's a better choice to play this Robin? There are two, there were two choices, right? Damien and Jason Todd. Correct. Uh, Jason Todd is in this universe, guys. But Jason, yeah. No, no, no. He no, technically is. No, no, no. He's in the show. What? What? Jason Todd is in the sh- Kieran Walters is playing Jason Todd. Wait. Wait. This is how they're introducing Jason Todd? Well. This is how they're introducing Jason Todd? Red Hood? I, 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 wait a minute. I need confirmation that this is a part of the DCEU. I, I have got to get confirmation about that. From if, what I've heard, it is. Then that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense for this to be, because guess what? A Red Hood movie, that would be a perfect movie to establish a Batman that's a detective that also re- that also introduces Jason Todd into the universe. He does not need to be introduced through Titans, and not only that, not everybody is going to buy this ridiculous network. Gah! I hate everything about this so much. Why? Just why? I don't understand. So wait a minute. So you have Jason Todd there. Why don't you make Jason Todd? Why don't you make? Why don't you make Teen Titans? It's not even Teen Titans. Why don't you just make? Oh my god. I what? I think I'm having a stroke. I, I think I'm actually having a stroke because I'm, I'm so angry. I'm looking at IMDB right now and I'm not seeing anything about Jason Todd. But the guy playing Robin isn't credited as Robin. He's credited as Nightwing. Mm-mm. But he's clearly Robin. Yeah, he's got an R on his chest. <laughs> See that you don't get much more Robin. He threw an R throwing star. He's Robin now, unless he's just wearing the costume because that's all he has. Okay, kind of, I guess. I don't know. I I, I don't understand. I don't understand the story that they're trying to tell. This doesn't make any sense. I mean, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at it right now. Kieran Walters as Jason Todd. Now, it is saying that uh, whatever the main character's name, well, whatever the main guy's name is, actual name is, he is playing Richard Dick Grayson slash Robin. That's what they're saying. Also, Beast Boy, what the... What the damn hell? Seriously? This... And Starfire? Seriously? Like, I just... And then they... <laughs> I will kill somebody. 
<sighs> there's an episode. No, guys, there's an episode called Jason Todd. This is stupid. There is going to be an episode called Jason Todd. This is stupid. Oh my god. Who who at DC? Who at DC looks at these things and signs off on them? Jeff Johns. Oh, excuse me. No, excuse, ugh. You know yep, what I Jeff. think? I think the execs at DC are trolling everybody. I think this is a parody. I think there's the property fans want, and so they go out and they parody it. I think all of these movies are one big giant comedy. Because beyond that, I, I got nothing. <laughs> I, lit- I literally hear Dave screaming at you in the future. <laughs> like, he is screaming so loudly at his, at his radio right now. What, does I hear he, it. What, does he, does he like these DC movies? No, no, he, he's just going to say that's ridiculous. <laughs> he's going to say that doesn't make any sense. Well, then why else would a studio not listen to its fans who are saying, we want these movies to be better, we want you to do it this way, and then they go and keep doing the complete 180 on that? It's, and, and I'll, 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 I'll say this, I'll say this, and then, then we can give our closing arguments. It. You guys know I'm a big wrestling fan. Uh, Vince McMahon on the show, he makes a lot of bad decisions. A lot of bad decisions. And we as fans are like, why would you ever do something like that? That's dumb. That's stupid. Don't do that. Clearly, the fans are cheering for not Roman Reigns. So why would you give us more Roman Reigns? Vince don't care. Vince will put out Roman Reigns until you start to cheer for him. Because... In his mind, he knows best. DC, I feel, suffers from the same thing. DC feels that they know what's best. They understand the franchise, that we are just sheeple. I mean, they're not wrong. I mean, I'm going to go see every DC movie that comes out. But as far as this goes, this is this to me was supposed to be your selling point, quote-unquote, for your... Uh, your um, uh, what is it? Your digital service? I am not buying this digital service. I will bootleg this to heck, mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least, or at least go on Wikipedia and just find out what happens. I have no intention of of getting the service just to watch this because this looks horrible. Especially when, again, you you have other shows like you have shows on cw you have shows on netflix that are better than what you're showing me and those are more faithful to the characters so why would i go for this that is literally just gonna piss me off even gotham even gotham looks better than this gotham did at least made me like intrigued every time they had a a trailer i have no intention of watching any more trailers from titans i'm sorry i'm not not playing this game with you, DC. You are a drunk. Go home. Go home. Oh, well, wait. Hold on. They can't. Oh, go ahead. I'm their DD. There's their keys. Oh, I'm driving well. them home. Good. Good luck on that car ride, because I'm. I'm sure someone will say <laughs> Batman and then call it a night or something. 
Oh, why would he? No, we're we're getting off it. We're getting off that topic, guys. I've had a lovely time talking with you all, despite almost having a stroke. Um, <laughs> it was a good week. It was a good week of of comic news. I'm glad we got a chance to talk about everything. Hopefully, audience, hope you enjoyed it. If you if you have enjoyed it, uh, don't forget hit that subscribe button. Listen to us more. Let everyone know that Popcorn Prattle is indeed the Film Talk podcast to listen to on the internet. Uh, and of course, if you would like to get to know us just a little bit better, uh, Lindley, where can the folks at home reach you? Folks at home, you can find me on Instagram at Little Lottie. I'm also on the Stardust app at Little Lottie. Um, be looking at my Instagram because I've working on my new cosplay for Ooh. New York City Comic Con. Very, I'm excited. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Steven, where, what about you? Where can the folks at home reach you? Folks at home, you can follow me on Twitter at Bailey's Workshop. Uh, it'll show up as Bailey's Film Workshop. You can also find me on YouTube. Type in Bailey's Film Workshop. You can see some of my more uh, professional stuff. Or if you're just looking for a good fun time, you can check out my second channel with uh, some of my older work. Uh, just type in Steven's Workshop and you should find that as well. For a good time called Stevens Workshop. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, folks at home, you can always reach me uh, on Twitter. You can reach me on uh, Facebook. If you would like to hit me up on my own personal Twitter, uh, hit me up at, at Mark, M-A-R-C underscore Leroy, L-A-R-O-Y. Um, I've also gotten uh, a little bit more active on Instagram. And I am actually going to put up a lot of pictures uh, because next week... I will be in uh, going up the road up to DC to go to my first ever Blurred Con, um, which is in, a, in its second year. So I'm very excited. Hope to see some of you guys there. Uh, and of course, I'm going to give you the entire scoop on a very special episode of Popcorn Prattle. Uh, and you know, as usual, follow us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on WordPress. Yeah, guys. We are everywhere. We are literally everywhere right now. Um, I think that's all that I have to say. Lindley, Stephen, are you guys good? Right, good. Good. All right. Well, folks, before you leave, I leave you with this. From all of us to all of you, we wish you peace, love, tranquility, and f- Batman. You all take care now. Watch your language. I'm driving. <laughs>